What do you mean? An accidental wound yeah. from someone's oh, knife? David, oh, David! Oh, oh, David no! Ax- David accidentally oops, like stabbed, David stabbed me. Oh, just an accident. He, you know, it's just boys being boys out there on the floor. You are listening to the Do Nature Podcast. Podcast. It's season two, baby. Episode two, volume one, yellow. legacy edition one. Yellow, yellow, right yellow, away, yellow, yellow. Adam, mellow, yellow. I'm here with my brother yeah. Adam. I am in the. I am in my personal reactor in my basement. Adam's in his personal reactor. We have the Millennium Falcon going, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for being with us, Adam. Do you have a great for us today? Noah, these are the guys we gripe to each other for thirty seconds each about something mildly irritating. My gripe today is nice clothes and how expensive they are. Noah, a hundred dollar shirt yeah. such as this one that I'm yeah, wearing yeah. before you $5, now. Five thousand dollar suit. It's a man in a five thousand dollar suit. Come on, says the man in the five thousand dollar suit. Okay, what brand? Tell the people what brand. This is Untuck It. This is an Untuck It a hundred dollar shirt. But, but my gripe is that to get anything that fits pretty well, that's comfortable, you have to pay a lot of money. Clothes are very expensive. And nice, nice shoes. Not to mention nice shoes. Nice shoes are like two hundred dollars. Very nice shoes. Nice boxers. You've never are been to at Mar- least Marshalls. Marsh, Marsh, Marshies. You can find a Marshies. winner. You can find a yeah. winner on the yeah, show. That's right. That's right. Nice boxers are like thirty bucks. It's just unfortunate that it's a humongous gouge fest. Nordstroms. Have you been to Nordstroms recently? Nordstroms is a fucking joke. Everything in Nordstroms is made for people who I guess have just a million dollars in cash lying around that they just need to burn. This whole thing that you're just you're talking about. This whole like yeah. I shop for clothes thing. Is the, yeah. self, the self-employed people? We don't even like. I mentioned Marshalls. That's where we go. We don't even. We don't even get to we play. Even, it. We don't play this game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the shop. There, there's clothes. no way When's we're going la- to buy new clothes. When's the last time that Noah went shopping? Seven years ago with Brendan. Uh huh. It was seven years ago. Yeah, with I was there. I was there on that shopping trip. Yeah, we got a bunch of it graphic a, tees. It is a joke, though. It is a joke the way I look, but um, it's a rich person's game. It's your kind of game. It is. It's you people. It's not. Do you know it's what I mean? It's a rich person. It's, it, the new, do you like, new clothes are so Do you like the Untuck It shirt that you're wearing? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you recommend? Well, I read, uh, on I read this book. Uh, what's the book? The book is called Gomorrah, and it's about the Nepalese. Is that how you say Napoli? Nepalese people? The Nepalese mafia and the real mafia and how fucked up it is. And one of their big rackets is clothing. They basically pay people in human feces to make clothes very cheaply and sell them to as luxury brands, as luxury knockoff brands for lots and lots of money. So the clothes thing, it is, it's kind of mess. It's messed up. It's you, a racket. You don't just it's not a healthy industry. You don't, yeah. just, you don't just speak about Nike or Under Armour like that. <laughs> no, okay. Right. Doesn't have to be the Chinese your- mafia. It just has to be any <laughs> clothing company that you're talking about. What's your What's your gripe, dude? I have a huge gripe, and Humongous I want to try and get this through correctly. Um. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm scared. Okay. Now I'm, so I'm, my butthole just tightened up. So no, no, no. Don't don't be scared. Don't be scared. So basically, mm. Spotify Premium, right? I don't know, listeners. I don't know where you're you're listening to this on. But it's possible you're listening to this on Spotify and you have Premium. Um, my gripe is that there seems to be a bunch of bugs going around Spotify with the ads. So as in, like, even though I pay for Premium on Spotify, 
I still, so this is the number one thing. I still literally get ads before I listen to a podcast. Like if you guys listen, got ads before this podcast, it's coming from Spotify, not us. So one thing is the inconsistency with like, what is premium? It's not, it doesn't seem like it is ad free, right? So then the, the other, the other thing, and listen to this because everyone's experiencing this. Spotify has a lot of podcasts that Spotify owns, right? So mm-hmm. if you listen to mm-hmm. any of the Ringer podcasts, if you listen to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, they have they have, right they have a lot of original content now. If I pay for Spotify Premium, Adam, right, mm-hmm. and they said mm-hmm. that I don't get any ads, but then when I listen to a Spotify original podcast and they have inline ads, like even when, mm-hmm. even doing a read before the podcast, isn't that like if I'm paying for premium from Spotify, they're, they're, then why do they get to, sh- to do ads in line of their Wait, hold on. I did. I did want to. Fi- I wasn't actually done. I do. I do appreciate that you played the music. But so, Adam. Uh-huh. Adam. So, like, let's say that you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, right? And he and he says, "Do you pay for Spotify Premium?" Adam. Uh huh. Do you pay for Spotify Premium? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So let's say that you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, right? Yeah, you're talking about the ads for the podcast inside of the actual podcast itself. Okay, so you you, know, you can't skip. Like, there's no way to skip. How would no, they? Dude, how no, would okay, they skip so, those? Okay, so yeah. oh, I'm very good. So you're not getting it at all. Possibly didn't listen. So so let's so let's try this again. So you know the in plain English podcast from the Ringer. Yep. Okay. Yep. Do you know how he 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 like literally there's like an inline ad before. An inline ad. Can you def- what does he define that? What does that mean? What I mean is by by like it's like it's not coming from Spotify's platform hasn't put it before it. It's literally in the MP3. It's in the MP3 that he puts out uh-huh. as his pod. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's my thing, right? That's a Spotify-owned mm-hmm. podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I'm paying Spotify to not give mm-hmm. me any ads. So when a Spotify-owned podcast, it's just a way for them to get around you paying for premium and still give you ads. I mean, Spotify owns a lot of podcasts, though, right now. Dude, right? I- oh, you're not getting – Okay. We might have to move on because you don't get no, it. I, I, get I like. I like. I hope, God damn I get it. it! I hope. Listen, do you do you like actually understand it though? Here's what you're saying. Here's what you're saying. Okay, you're paying to not get any ads, and so when Spotify owns a podcast, they're kind of sneakily putting ads into Ex- the actual that's MP3. It, that's exactly right. I am paying Spotify yeah. the company to not get any ads, and then when there's a Spotify podcast, it seems like they're still allowed to put ads in the podcast. But that's bullshit because I just paid the company not to. Have it. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> play it again. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, no, let's play. Let's play a game. Red blooded America. Oh, I totally Don't forgot. You Go ahead. Red blooded America. I totally forgot. My, Go my, ahead. My red blooded America. This is the CNN Frontline Report. Okay. My neighbor's truck. I hope to God he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're at tr- okay. we're at trucks again. I yeah. hope, no, we never left trucks. Red blooded America doesn't <laughs> leave trucks. We don't leave trucks. We don't leave the truck. A society built around the truck. Do you understand mm-hmm. that the truck is like no, the it main is. thing? The truck is yeah, the it. truck is the main the thing. The truck yeah. is the society, right? Okay, so my neighbor's mm-hmm. truck, I hope he's not listening to this podcast. 
and the truth is that I don't think he's figured out that there are podcasts. So I think we're, I think we're pretty safe. His podcast okay. at the back of his truck, it, I kid you not, in humongous letters, it just says redneck on the back of the <laughs> truck. Underneath mm-hmm. the sign that says redneck, it says vapor addiction. So, like, he's really proud of not just being a redneck, but about being addicted to, like, to, to vaporized tobacco. <laughs> it's just, like, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, oh, that's good. It's good. What's yours? Oh, I got a good one to go along those lines. So, okay. I'm at the gym, right? I'm leaving the gym. In the cubbies of the gym, where people put their personal items, I see that someone has a tin of chewing tobacco. Dip, right. as you will. Right. So he's he's right next to it. So I want to make some conversation right before I go back to my cave. So I point to it and I was like, "Hey, like, do you ever do this while you're working out?" As a joke, right? Because I'm making a funny joke. Totally. But he was like, he was like, "Oh yeah, I do it all." He's like, "I do it all the time." I totally forget that it's back there. And I was like, "Do you have one in right now?" He was like, and he, he opened his cheek and he, was, he has a fat dip in, <laughs> and he's just about to start. He's literally just CrossFit. about to start a cross a CrossFit workout. And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I just totally forget that it's even there. <laughs> Dude, that's what I told you about real dippers. Yeah. Like real people. Real dippers. Lips. They just the put, real dippers. The real dippers, they always have one in, and they just like leave it there for the entire that, day. That's the name of our next podcast is The Real Dippers. Yeah, see us on another podcast, The Real Dippers. All right, that was good. <laughs> What's our game? <laughs> All right, this game is called Medieval or Not. So you're going to tell me if this item... Hap, it was invented during the time period from 500 to 1500 AD, known as the Middle Ages. Okay, okay? basically, if it involves death, violence, screaming, or smell. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I have a point. I have a point to this. The first one is called the Pair of Anguish. Did you run into the Pair of Anguish? I didn't. But I'm the I Pair of Anguish. Sounds medieval sounds medieval as shit. Mm-hmm. As shit. It sounds so sounds bad, it. right? It is a device that is. Looks like a pear, except it opens up like a flower, yeah, like that, like my hand go. is doing right now. There of course, listener can't see my hand, right? But my, what go, my hand Adam. is doing is it's He's opening learning. up. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm slowly <laughs> learning. learning. Uh, so it opens up, but unfortunately, someone shoves the pear of anguish into your mouth, and it it opens up inside your mouth, and it fractures your skull. Wait, sh- they, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, whoa, whoa! I, I put they, the I put the pear of anguish into the mouth. I open it. It's a torture device. It's a torture device, right? They would also put it in the anus. There's a there's going to be a lot of anus talk during this Fuck. episode because they were Fuck. they were very into torture devices that went up into the vagina or the anus. Unfortunately, so was the pair of anguish part of the medieval time frame? Yeah, there's nothing. That's, actually, there's nothing that sounds more medieval than the pair of anguish. You would think so, right? But it actually wasn't. It was invented by the Spanish in the 1800s, right? For some reason, the Spanish seemed to like weird torture devices, and a lot of these things came after the Middle Ages. So the pair of, angu- of anguish is not the Middle Ages. How about the very famous Iron Maiden? Do you know what the Iron Maiden is? Like, not the band. I don't know what the Iron Maiden Tell me what the Iron Maiden is. The Iron Maiden is a coffin with a woman's head on it that opens on the inside, and on the inside, on the walls, there's a bunch of spikes, like very long metal spikes. So obviously you put someone in there, and then when you close... The door of the Iron Maiden, they're completely impaled inside. Great. <laughs> okay. Was that part of the Middle Ages or not? Was it, it part I of mean, medieval times? Dude, what I learned about the medieval times by doing this podcast is that. Yeah, go ahead. They just fucking. I, I'm just going to say my theme right now. It's death, violence, and bad smell. So it's just like that's what they do. That's their life. See, but, no, no, I, but I have my point with this whole section is that there's a lot of myths around the middle ages that they were very smelly very violent people and i don't think all of it is fair i think that 
we project our our own violence and insecurities of our culture onto the Middle Ages, and we say, look how bad these people were. We couldn't possibly do something that bad. When in fact, a lot of these devices didn't act, weren't actually invented during the Middle Ages. Um. You know, I like that. I like that take. That's a really. It's a you like meta take? take. It's a meta take. It's a meta take. I like that. But, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like there was, they they were brutal. They were violent, mm-hmm. and they smelled like shit. And, and yeah. that's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty true. I think they get a bad rap. I think they get a bad rap. So you want to live there? If if you could, if you could, would you take your life now, or would you take your there's, life in the Middle Ages? There's a great website that I ran into called Medievalists.net. And in that website, he does a lot of work. He's a medieval historian. He does a lot of work on defending the Middle Ages from a lot of the poop that we put on them that weren't actually invented or didn't actually exist during that time. So the last one I want to mention during the game is the chastity belt. Chastity belt Mm -hmm. is to stop your wife from sleeping with someone else or your daughter from being pregnant. I need one. It's a (laughs) lot. How much is it? It's basically a locked thong. It was invented in the 19th century by the Spanish again. So not during medieval times. Okay, so maybe they weren't as savage as you think. So that that being said, point, I do... That whole point yeah. of your thing was to talk about how non-savage medieval people are. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, we're, I mean, that being said, I am going to talk about torture, because that's what I did. But but, may, but maybe they aren't... I was just... Maybe they aren't as savage as we think. Maybe a lot of the items and the inventions that we project onto the Middle Ages are our own fears and it isn't actually something that happened during that time i think it's i think it's hollywood pulling the wool over our eyes a little bit what do you think i think it's all a metaphor for homosexuality yeah. honestly <laughs> you know, tell me more about that i think it's all mm-hmm. about being stuck in a closet being afraid <laughs> yeah right and uh-huh, you need being to afraid not meaning to say something okay needing to say you need to speak Hearing la- laughing, I like. But <laughs> yeah. I like that you said that. Mm-hmm. So I, I like your take. I like your take. But your section uh-huh. is literally on the torture devices used in the medieval age. Right. That being said, we are going to talk about <laughs> right. torture devices. Right. It's meta mm-hmm. though. It's meta though. I like it. All right. So that was your game. No. What's our topic? Our topic, if you didn't already know, is medieval technology. We have an absolutely packed episode. Um, this podcast is sponsored by, and I'm drinking right now. Okay. Lifting up my cup, the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Mm-hmm. Four Sigmatic is, is incredible Harder nipples Better podcast More sex More, sex, um, more meta-analysis Like Adam of things um, Go to www.foursigmatic.com Use offer code DUDENATURE That is DUDENATURE All one word No exclamation marks To get 10% off Your Four Sigmatic coffee We really appreciate Everyone that has purchased Four Sigmatic in the past It is fantastic I'm drinking it right now It's the only coffee I drink It's what powers The Dude Nature podcast Four Sigmatic Adam and beings that don't suck 60 seconds tells and the, mo- the money the money that we have in that kitty is going to a really really good cause it's going to a fantastic cause actually it's going to more ads for our podcast <laughs> what could be better what could be we're better? giving it away to a charity our podcast yeah our po- called our podcast called our podcast all right um begins that don't suck 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know adam to enjoy the episode on medieval technology are you ready i am ready noah okay three two one go noah 500 to 1500 AD, that is the Middle Ages, a time of knights and princesses and kings and warfare, a time of leech medicine and medieval tournaments. A lot of weird shit happened in the Middle Ages, Noah. So today we separate the wheat from the chaff, from the scythe, from the peasant, and we talk about the inventions of medieval times. And so Noah... Where is it? Where the fuck is it? And our recording software is from the Middle Ages. 
No, what is our theme? Um, our theme today, I already said it, is death, violence, and bad smell. Because that's what it was like living in, in the medieval ages. Unless you're Adam, have a meditate. But not actually as bad as we think. Not actually as bad as we think, Noah. It's not fair. So, it's not fair to medieval people to project on them like that. Guys, since this is season two, right? We're gonna do AKA our, the deuce. AKA the deuce. We're going to do our categories. Okay, We first start off with a general category of the thing that me and Adam thought was the most interesting. We're still trying to name this one. So if you've got a good name for it, mm-hmm. leave it in a review for us. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, mm-hmm. Adam, we're going to start with you. You're going to talk about um, medieval torture devices. Yep, we're going to go from the least to the most outrageous. And in the game, I mentioned some very outrageous torture devices like the Pair of Anguish, the Iron Maiden, and the Chastity Belt. Like I was saying, those are not from medieval times, but we are going to talk about some things during actual medieval times. We're going to see maybe they weren't as savage as we think they are, or maybe they are just as savage. It's up to the listener to decide. Um, no, well, let's start with the pillory. Do you know what a pillory is? Okay, I think I actually do know what this is. It's like a, it's a What's pyramid. A pillory? It's a pyramid, right? It's, it's, not a, it's not a pyramid. It's a wooden device with holes for securing the head and the hands. So in addition to yeah right gallows in a public yeah you're in a public square and your head yeah exactly like you're doing right now Noah's holding his hands up by his head your head and hands are stuck in a wooden board it's in a public setting so that you can be pelted with rotten food with mud with dead animals and sometimes even animal excrement um in Scandinavian countries after you would go into the pillory then you would be bound to something called a scample which literally means shame pole. For more public humiliation. So you're just bound to a pole? Just wrapped yeah, in a so pole? Yeah, so after you went into a board, then you, you would be bound into a pole. What you get publicly humiliated for and not executed? Like, why is this the humiliation? Right. I think it's stealing, maybe. Sometimes sometimes adultery, apparently. But wasn't this like a form of entertainment for them? Like, they were so fucking bored, they would just go... They are like, hey, what? Oh, nothing. 100%. Friday night, I'm going down, I'm just throwing tomatoes Friday at the night, dude stuck I'm in just, the thing. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It was it was entertainment. But sometimes they would die because they would throw so many tomatoes at them that they would they would die, or they would start. You know how a, a mob medieval times there's a lot of mobs. They would just start throwing rocks and be like, "Yeah, throw rocks, woo!" And then they would just kill the person in there. Okay, right, right. Okay, exactly. So in England, there was a variant called the drunkard's collar, or otherwise known as the Spanish barrel. Which is a pillory, but it's made out of a beer barrel. So it's a giant beer barrel. Yeah. And you put it over someone's body. It was a punishment for drunkenness. Drunkenness was not a crime in England until 1780. This is a time when peasants drank more beer than water because the water was often contaminated. (laughs) So everybody in England was in this this kind of drunkenness. Constant state of drunken stupor. Before... (laughs) Literally, before coffee arrived, like, from the Netherlands, and the coffee, like, really fixed people's brains, and they started actually being productive, everybody was just really, really drunk because they couldn't drink the because water. Because they couldn't drink the water, so they would just ha- – they would literally wake up and have some beer all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, the coffin. Number two, the coffin. The coffin is a hanging cage, like in the movie Willow, where Mad Mardigan is. People would beat them. As they walked by, and birds would often peck at the people in the cage that's, you know, that's lifted up. It's a cage that's basically on a crane above a crowd of people. Right, Same right. kind of you're thing in, as the pillory. You're in the cage. Yeah, you're in the cage, right? 
so pretty self explanatory. All these, all these sound savage. So I don't I don't really understand your point. Yeah, but they're not as savage as the pair of anguish, right? Which is a pair inserted in someone's mouth that give them a skull fracture, Noah, or inserted into an anus. What is the time that I have to spend in the cage? Like, like if someone goes in the cage, I assume it's to let them out because they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Eventually, well, you, once they serve you tell punishment. me when you when you do when you do Airbnbs in Waco, don't they make you go into a, a cage and into pillory that's in what, order to get your permitting license? Yeah, 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 that's what the city council wants you to do. You have to go into a cage right. and they get to beat you. They get to beat you and throw animal excrement at yeah, you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, number three, we're gonna start to get interesting now. Is the Judas Cradle? Okay, this is. The Judas Cradle. Yeah. How are you going to describe this Who did the Judas Cradle? Because well? I know. Okay, once know again. Once again, the Spanish. The The Spanish are coming up with some crazy so stuff. They and like they're to really. Torture people. No, they're really into anus. They're just really into anus and gina stuff. Yeah. Oh! Hi, girlfriend. Thank you. My girlfriend has dropped off a pink drink from Starbucks and Tide Pods. So I think what she's trying to tell me is that enjoy your pink drink, but also do the laundry. Like that, that was that kind I like of move. That. What's the um, what, anyways? This, so the Judas Cradle. Yeah, but go ahead, spit yeah. it out. No, so tell me, tell me about it. When is it going up the anus or vagina? Get to the anus and vagina. So, yeah, I've been well, I've been building it up. I've built up, and then here comes the drop. Right, the Judas Cradle is a pyramid on a stool that is inserted into the person's anus or vagina. Yes, exactly. Noah's doing a pyramid. It's a pyramid on a stool, and the person is strapped with ropes, like tied with ropes to the ceiling and walls. And then they are lowered yeah. onto the ju- onto the pyramid, and the pyramid goes up their butt. Okay, so it's like it's yeah, they're just like oh, so the gravity is just shoving it up their butt. Right. This is it was used. The pictures are insane. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you looked it up. It was used during the Spanish Inquisition of the late Middle Ages. So this is similar to the Spanish donkey. Okay. Give me the Spanish. The Spanish donkey, donkey Noah. Is a triangular board. It's a very long piece of wood that's been shaped like a triangle, which the person is forced to straddle, and that is inserted into the vagina or the anus. So this is for death, right? If I mean, it's like torture yeah, before some, death. Most, no, no, no. It can be torch. It can be used as a device to get a confession out of someone. They they see the Spanish donkey or they see the judas cradle and they're like oh shit i don't want to do that so they confess to whatever it is they have to do or it's used for people who blasphemy against the church or adultery it's used often for for some reason because of you know the sexual the vagina and then now there's a board going up your vagina it's it's pretty awful um the spanish don't yeah go ahead really need to see this like it is like you gotta see it it's it's insane you really got to see it to believe it. It's really Which awful. one are you looking at right now, the cradle or the donkey? No, I just, when I was searching the medieval stuff, the cradle, the, the cradle, the donkey and the cradle come up. It just the pure, just being <laughs> lowered down where, where yeah. gravity, the only thing touching the ground is the pyramid going into your anus. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. There's not, there's not more that needs to be said. You know, it's just, no, there's it's awful. Not. There's really not. Uh, the last one is the iron chair. So this very game of Thrones, like pretty similar. The, they, the iron chair is a wooden chair filled with metal spikes, small spikes that would pierce your skin, and you wouldn't bleed because the spike is actually sticking into your skin until you get up off of the chair, and that's when you start to die, basically, from bleeding. You bleed out and die. The iron chair. I think it's interesting that you chose this section as your favorite set, like your section that you wanted to do a ton of research on. Well, I, I mean, it's... I don't know why. We talk, a lot about, we talk a lot about 
dudes getting bitten by insects and how stupid yeah. we think it is. But you kind of yeah. leaned into it a little bit here, <laughs> if you will. Well, I wouldn't. Well, when I think of medieval times, you know, I think of some weird forms of torture because it's been popularized. And what I just wanted to say is that maybe it's not as bad as we think it is, but there are some exceptions. There are some weird things going on. Okay, so you're saying that it's actually mostly the, the Spanish are fucks. Those <laughs> Spanish like basically, the, like, basically, like torture anus or a vagina. <laughs> basically, what I learned is there's a lot of things that go up your anus, and they're mostly originated in Spain. Wow, <laughs> that's what I have to say with my section. That's go ahead really with your section. Okay, yeah. so my section, I did uh, medi- medieval toilets, okay? Especially mm-hmm. toilet, the infrastructure of toilets in castles. So let's imagine you're in a humongous castle, okay? You got walls everywhere. How do you mm-hmm. shit in the castle and get the shit out bucket, of the castle? Slot bucket, slot bucket. Clearly a slot bucket. Okay, I like that you said that. Okay, they were more advanced. They were smarter than that, okay? They didn't want to have mm-hmm. to do the manual labor. Imagine how much manual labor that is, moving the, moving the bucket out all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know how your thermostat, like, sticks out of the wall? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, imagine a castle wall and it basically, like, a box, like a thermostat that, that, is, that is, like, three-quarters of the way up the wall, okay, over, mm-hmm. the, over the moat, all right? Mm-hmm. And imagine there's a hole in it, okay? Mm-hmm. So, basically, if anything drops out of this hole, it goes it, – it falls all the way <laughs> down <laughs> – yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, there's a hole in, in multiple in multiple different floors. So one hole, one floor has a hole, and another floor has a hole. No, once again, warning number two. Please pay attention. So basically, so so three quarters of the way up up a castle wall, there is like there is mm-hmm. like a box. Okay, imagine a box. Under underneath the box, there is a hole. It's right over the moat. It sticks out of the oh, wall. Oh, it's over the moat. Over the moat. Yeah, so yeah. So classic. Fuck right. yeah. So basically, wait, I, have a qu- I I don't get it. I don't. I actually don't. How? So is it like is it like an appendage? Because the moat doesn't run under the castle, right? No, no, no. So it must be it's like an appendage on the castle. Yeah, the it's like imagine a castle wall, okay, and yep. imagine like a like box like structure coming off, okay. Ah, uh, you're mm-hmm. right. So it sticks out of the castle, basically. Seems like a security issue. Well, we will, you know? we will get into yeah. that. So that so that is the latrine, and basically people would go in there, they would shit, and the shit would fall all the way down. Like oh, all the way down the the wall into the moat. So if you were outside of mm-hmm. a castle and you looked mm-hmm. up, you would constantly see just <laughs> little brown things falling hundreds of feet down into splashing mm. into the moat. Yeah, yeah. People Sometimes- say there's too much poo poo pee pee talk on this podcast, and you know what we have to say to that? There's not enough castles. With Some, people pooping outside of them. On sometimes the castles they were the latrine was built actually over the cliff. If a castle was on mm-hmm. a cliff. So that they yep. would poo, and then uh-huh. it would just yep. fall out the hole. Talk about losing your cell phone, right? You drop. So the the <laughs> yeah. other the other amazing yeah. thing about the toilets too mm-hmm. is that uh-huh. they found wooden. So in the toilet itself, right. they've it, innovated. They started to innovate on the toilet. So in the mm-hmm. toilet itself, there was a wooden bench, right? Imagine just a bench you're sitting on with three holes mm-hmm. in it, so three people could shit. At the same time. At the same time. At the, at the same, same time. time. The thing is that they found is that these holes were like shoulder to shoulder apart. So you can imagine, <laughs> imagine going into the latrine and you are mm-hmm. just you are taking a dump and like touching people's shoulders next to you. And is there a is there a what's the wiping? Like do you wipe in the in the medieval times or yeah, very or good. Not. So for toilet paper, they used hay, grass, or moss. All right, mm-hmm. and or or your neighbor's hand. Right? Yeah, or just fuck it, right? Because it's the medieval times. So you go in there, right? You go in there with your two boys, 
Okay, the three of you mm-hmm. take a dump together while literally touching each other. Then you get up, mm-hmm. you use the hay, grass, or the moss, and you wipe yourself. You throw it down there, too. Sometimes the floors of these things had aromatic herbs in them to try and make it, make it smell better. But, awesome. But the, mm-hmm. the herbs and the hay, grass, or moss was constantly a problem because at mm-hmm. night, when you take a candle and you go, you're yeah, trying to— take that. You yeah, know, take that. you're trying mm-hmm. to get to the, yeah. you're trying to get to the there's latrine. No light. There's, there's no, no light. light. There's no light. You're trying mm-hmm. to get to the latrine. You have a candle. All right. You're sitting on the latrine. If you drop the candle, it is going to almost, it is going to light on fire all of the hay, the grass and the moss. So, um, this happened actually a lot. Um, I try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Noah says when he doesn't have an example. Okay, I couldn't. I don't. I don't know why I can't find the example right now. But I guess uh, a lot of times they would, people would go to the bathroom and drop their candle and light all the toilet paper on fire, and it'd be a, a, like a fire in the castle. <laughs> it's literally a shit fire. It's shit a shit fire. fire. It's a, it's a shit fire. <laughs> yeah. um, would you ever go in there with your wife? Is that something that people would do? I mean, space was a premium, so I think I don't think there was a sex discrimination. You could, oh, I, it's a gen. Is it multi gender? It was the first multi-gender bathroom. So base, they were super, super woke. They, is, they is were super what, ahead of their time. Never to put this is a what man I've been saying. or a woman on the door. Okay, you This is what I've been door. saying is that we give them a bad rap, but in fact, they were actually ahead of their time, medieval people. Okay. There's evidence that these toilets, they stink absolutely horribly. Horribly. Um, there's a letter from- Well, Hen- you got to make, make the hole bigger. There's a letter from, yeah, from Henry the Henry III complaining mm-hmm. to his castle constable who's like the janitor about that that he would pay all the money in his treasury to build a new shitter because the one that they had was was, was terrible <laughs> it's a really why funny couldn't letter. he build why couldn't he build a new one that's what he was saying he was like you need to build a new one i'll pay anything anything for this new one um <laughs> <laughs> i just love i love that you could be standing outside the castle and you just see just brown things just flying out into, into, into the moat <laughs> as it just falls down. So sometimes the toilets were built all the way on the top of the castle wall, which is actually more secure mm-hmm. because, again, it's a hole. Mm-hmm. So um, at the siege of Chateau G- Galliard, whatever, okay, the attackers actually used a latrine shaft to get into the castle because the latrine was yeah. built really low on the castle wall. So it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's an entranceway. If you're not careful, right. careful with it's it, just, it's a security hole. It's a security hole. Um, you know the yeah. Could have thought. Could have. Could have mentioned that one to them. Yeah. So basically, it. that if you ever wondered how they poo in castles, it was in these little rooms that hung out over cliffs or over the moat, and they were just pooing it and it would fly out. So the the slop bucket is not a real thing, or was that an early castle invention? I think the slop bucket is still a real thing, but you would obviously rather just have them poo out over the cliff. But in the Wait, room, that's a, the slop. So the slop bucket, like it just sits in the bucket and then just smells like poo. Your I don't know room. how the slop bucket works. It's a very good. It's a very good question. It's a very good question, right? How does the slop bucket work? Yeah. All right, Adam, you start with the Jack Cousteau award. Yeah, before I want you. Uh, okay, I am going to do my Jack Cousteau. I am going to go over to this table and grab this pink drink, and it's going to be two seconds. And I want you to just talk about. Yeah. So listen, I have a recommendation for the people. Okay, if you haven't already seen David Attenborough's dynasties, all right, what what they've done to David is horrible. They've they've buried him in Apple TV, so you're gonna have to go to Apple TV. But it's 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 a lesser known of his documentaries. It's called Dynasties. What it does is that it just follows one creature 
actually, instead of going to multiple different creatures. But in my opinion, it's it's the best documentaries by him. Um, so again, that's Dynasties one and two. The second season just came out. The first season was was a little bit ago, but it's still amazing. And I I really I highly recommend watching all of those. They're fantastic. In my opinion, it's my favorite of his, of all of his documentaries. And you're a big two. David guy. I'm a big David, a guy, David guy, and those are my favorites. So Adam Jack Cousteau Award. Mm. That's called one take. The, the Jacques Cousteau Award for biggest testicles. Okay, this is named after Jacques Cousteau. No, why is it named after Jacques Cousteau? Because Jacques Cousteau rode a cement ball down to the bottom of the ocean while hugging his his buddy. Because he has okay. big ass my... wavos, cone wavos, big nuts. <laughs> okay, he's a man that does things. My Jacques Cousteau Award for biggest testicles goes to Sir William Marshall, okay, a knight is... of the medieval ages. Okay, when he was six years old, Willie Marshall, his castle was attacked by another king in England. His dad was the king of the castle, and his dad was forced to give up young Willie as a hostage to surrender him. So, But unfortunately, instead of actually surrendering, what his dad did is he went back to his castle and got a bunch more knights and armies and weapons inside the castle. And so the attacking king was like, what the fuck are you doing? And Willie's dad said, you know, I don't care that you have my son. His actual quote is that I have a hammer and an anvil on which I can forge better sons than William. Okay, pretty brutal. William Willie was just six <laughs> years old. How, I don't like. How can they tell at six year old years old that your son was was a bitch? Basically, <laughs> you know. So tough, wait, tough start hold on, for Willie. Hold on. Yeah. So basically, there was a there was a there was a six year old. Someone came mm-hmm. and took him hostage, and the dad was like, "Fuck him, he's a bitch anyway." The dad was like, "Take him, take, take him. His he's ass. worthless. Take his he wor- he's, he's idle." Idleness. Idleness in medieval times is the worst sin ever. They're called, he's idle. He's an idle child. Like, he doesn't so do anything useful. So he fucking knew. It's like La Masia, like Barcelona Academy, right? Yeah. He knew at six yeah. years old that he didn't have what it takes to be a leader, right? And he was like, take yeah. his well, bitch he, ass. Unfortunately, he had, a pretty, he had a pretty bad scouting department, okay? Because Willie would grow up to be one of the greatest knights ever. What actually. happened to Willie? Tell me about Willie. Okay, so. Well, forged so in instead, fire. First of all, forged in fire. You have to say right. that this, this fire. experience, fire. right? So tell me about mm-hmm. Willie now. So the king, the attacking king, he met with his wards, and he was like, what do I do with young Willie? And like, what do we do with a lot now? of them thought that, that they should, a lot of them thought that they should place him in the spoon of the catapult and catapult him over the wall and kill back to his father. Right. And right? What's, what's, so that, that was a pretty, pretty normal and a very strong right. and a good suggestion. Which goes yeah. back to your take that, you know, they were totally civilized at this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, like, put so Willie the in the like, catapult. Put the kid in the catapult. Just fling him over the, the wall. Put the kid in the catapult and send him back over to his dad. Character but instead, <laughs> instead, the king, the attacking king, was like, "Thank you for the suggestion, but we're actually going to make him a royal ward of the state." Great. So that's how young Willie's life started. Willie, he grew up, and when he was age twenty, which is apparently very young, he was knighted. So it's like going to the Premier League. It's like J- James Milner being in the Premier League when he yeah. was 16 years old. So he's basically Wayne being knighted at 20. It's, it's Wayne Rooney, right? Mm-hmm. He basically mm-hmm. like got in the Premier League at 16 and scored a goal, right? Right. Unfortunately, he was super broke. When Willie fought in his first b- battle, he lost his horse, and he didn't have any money to buy a second horse. So he was like, fuck, what do I do? He ended up entering the medieval tournament, which is where the jousting and the fighting. The whole and thing. The, you and get it. The, you know Basically, it. the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, you know what it looks like. You know it. You get it. And this starts a long career of specializing in being a tournament knight. He went, he, out on his deathbed, Willie claimed 
to have captured 500 nights. What do I mean by captured? Apparently, the big event that Willie participated in was one where you have to knock people out or get them in some sort of stupor to capture them, and then you win. You like win the tournament. You knock someone out and then capture them. Yeah, <laughs> you ca- yeah, exactly. You capture them. So he said that he captured 500 knights along with his partner, the Flemish knight Roger de Gaugi. Him and Roger were buds, and they were like, "We're gonna go to every tournament and just start capturing people." And they specialized in it. So uh, there you go. It's called the melee. The capturing is called the melee. So okay, so he just became an OG at the tournament. Right when yeah, his, he became his dad, an OG his, tournament, so his dad was just a, basically a horrible, had a horrible, horrible eye for talent. Right, bad scouting department. Right, 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 right. Okay, very cool. Eventually, Willie would go on to become protector of the realm. He'd served wow. four different monarchs at the age of seventy. What did he do about his dad? 70, what did he do about his fucking dad? Just, just ditching him. Did he ever get back at him? I mean, I th- well during uh, interviews that I've looked at. At like CNN, CNN interviews with Willie, right? You know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, old yeah. tapes. He says that is actually he was his dad helped him become the man who he was today because his dad gave him up and they almost catapulted him <laughs> over the wall. Right. So when he wrote Open, hmm. like Andre Agassi, when he wrote his book, when, yeah. when he wrote his book <laughs> Open, with a William lot of it Marshall. was like dad, how dad treated him was actually dad. was his the book, way that William he Marshall. It just called Dad by William Marshall. Right. Like Tiger, it's kind of like Tiger Woods' his dad. In a way, right. right? But but for that it time, is like Tiger, mm. <laughs> except without like any of the good stuff, <laughs> right? Okay, um, okay. You, at the age of seventy, did young Willie, did he read the right age of did he read Outliers and just know that at, that he was kind of re- at six years old? He was actually in the age group. You know, what I mean? he was like kind of Willie was kind of old for his age group, and therefore would develop higher. <laughs> What Malcolm Gladwell has been saying about William Marshall is that he was going to be going to the NHL, but instead he started capturing knights in the melee. Right, right, So it was right. a, hu- a humongous waste of talent. Okay, at the age of 70, young Willie was asked to lead his last battle against King Louis VIII of France. At 70 years old, Seven. he, shattered the, he shattered the enemy line, and he was just a fucking legend. At and 70? Then he, he, at 70. He was still going at 70, wearing entire thing of armor, just crushing people. And this is all just from being a sick night. All from from just a dad who would not quit, who had a mm. training regime, who knew exactly right. how to train the protector of the realm. Exactly. Re- you can read his book, Dad, the story of William Marshall. <laughs> dad. How my how yeah. my dad came out with a with a brilliant training regime to train me to be protector. <laughs> it's one page. It's just one page. Dad gave me up. It's a one. It's a one six, pager. It hardened me. It's a one pager. It hardened me. I became a killer and angry. I thank thank you for suggesting that I be catapulted back to my father. It made me the man I am today. Page, William Marshall. Page two. Page six. Page two. <laughs> page two. Give him the enemy so they do horrible things to him. No. What is your <laughs> Jacusto award? My okay. My, my Jacusto award. Okay. Sometimes in these villages, you have to understand, in the medieval times, most people were super poor peasants. Almost everyone. Almost everyone was a super poor peasant. They lived in these small villages. All right? Sometimes after a nice day of church, Adam, the -hmm. people would go out. They would set goals a couple miles apart on on either side of the town, and they would engage in what was known as medieval medieval soccer. They just called it football, which is why it's called football nowadays. So they would set Mm -hmm. the goals a couple miles apart. They would select teams. Sometimes teams would be of 300 people each. 
It would just be the <laughs> 300 versus 300. They would get yeah. a ball, and then, and then they would start, okay? There were no rules. You could bite, punch, kick, wrestle each other. You could do whatever. All that you had to do was get the ball to the goal. But it was basically a war that, <laughs> that happened 300 on 300. It was a soccer war. Um, mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. prevalent that di- many different kings they considered it like the the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing holding the army back from from invading was that they couldn't recruit young men because the young men were so into interested in playing in football med- medieval football in medieval yeah. football they didn't give a shit about invading England or France or whatever. Okay, there are mm-hmm. many decrees of the kings being like football is illegal. You need to train with the bow because we need more bowmen. Mm-hmm. Stop playing football because you're all getting injured. They right. would make there's it a illegal. Really, they would all make there's it a really, illegal. There's a really a really good thirty for thirty about medieval football where you see William Marshall and it, like he hurts <laughs> yeah. his it hurts his leg. And it's like oh I can't go into the draft because of the medieval football that I've been playing. Right, 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 right. After dad, I also is that after the thirty fourth daddy? That's after dad, he wrote dad, dad. How how <laughs> da, how dad's plan to give me up really get, got me going. How dad gave me up but got me go where I needed to be. I also have medieval dad. football, but I have it as as my Christian Pulisic award. I think they so apparently they played it with a dragged in in an inflated pig bladder. That was the ball, right. Okay, so a lot of times people would get unbelievably injured and sometimes die. Okay, this is a this is a quote. This is from some manuscript they found. Okay, ready, Henry. Nice, great sourcing. Some manuscripts that someone found. Right, really good sourcing. Son, okay, mm-hmm. Henry, son of William de Ellington, while playing ball mm-hmm. at Oklahoma Trinity Sunday with David Lacan and many others. Ran against he David. Was awesome. He ran against David mm-hmm. and received an accidental wound from David's knife, of which he died on the <laughs> following Friday. <laughs> what do you mean, an accidental wound yeah. from someone's oh, knife? David, oh, oh, David! Oh, no! David accidentally oops, like stabbed, David him. stabbed me. Oh, just an accident. He, you know, it's his boys being boys out there on the field. Oh, just a little yeah. whoopsie. Whoopsie. David, David, you know, David when, took his knife out and stabbed him in the game of football. When you're, dr- when you're drinking more, <laughs> when you're drinking more beer than you are water, right? You know, these are the kind you of things that, that go down. The kind of things that go down. You stab people <laughs> or play three hundred and three hundred wrestling match to get the pig bladder like, into the goal, right? How uh, is my how is my take doing that they weren't actually as savage as we think they are? Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it's such an interesting way to to intro the podcast, <laughs> right? So okay, uh, women. They would also play ball, but they played at separate oh. separate times than the men. Okay, and sometimes yep. they, they would play. Sometimes they would play married women versus unmarried women, which honestly, oh my god, that's would be awesome! Amazing. Why don't we have that I right said, now? I said, why don't that, we have that, that right honestly, now? Honestly, that sounds like it was absolutely brutal. Uh, that would be good entertainment, right? Tell me more about who who would win in that matchup. The unmarried wow, the unmarried women are angrier, but the married women have more to lose. You got to think that the unmarried women have tons of pent up sexual frustration. Have they have nothing they to have lose. Tons of pent up sexual frustration, but the married women have a lot to lose, and they're like, "I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I might lose my husband." Yeah, so they're not going to play as hard, right? Well, playing to lose something, Adam, okay, makes you mm-hmm. actually play worse, and playing to win makes you play better. I would put money on the unmarried women. I think they would scratch and claw their way to victory. On the married ones. Well, you got to think that the un- there's a, you know the unmarried women you know there's something they're they're a little that, more, there's something about they got an edge to them you know, they probably got an edge a little but, bit but are you, they're but, not as but, but, domestic but domesticized I, yeah but then I would say that the the married women 
have more mm-hmm. mental attributes because that's why you know they got married because people were like they're better you know they're better partner they're a better person they're probably more mm-hmm. a little more resilient mm-hmm. and married women have the anger but i feel like they're gonna give up i feel like i don't want to restrict this i would love to see this with men too married men and unmarried men married women unmarried women like this sounds great way to woke it way to make sure way to make sure way way to do that that's awesome that's awesome mm -hmm. i love that i love that thank you (laughs) um (laughs) thank you for coming to my ted talk (laughs) um i honestly what do i honestly think who would honestly win i think the married women would win Mm -hmm. because they're they're married they have more mental attributes they're more fit partner the unmarried women they Mm -hmm. seem like they go down 2-0 and they they'd start arguing about you know you you didn't bite that person well enough or you didn't kick that person in the vagina well enough right so i don't think so look Look, we're at 50 minutes. So we have a lot. We have a packed, packed agenda. So let's go to the Nudebronk Penis Award, right. Noah. The Nudebronk it. Penis Award is the award for best tool. Okay. Don't, ac- don't accidentally penis. run into my knife. Well, by the way, <laughs> on the football field, if you guys see me, don't <laughs> accident. I might accidentally say, oopsie. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. A little foul. <laughs> a little bang, a little bang, a little foul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Noah, what's your Nudebronk Penis? Okay, my Nudebronk Penis is literally... This is crazy. There was a medieval diving suit. I swear to God. It is literally a suit of armor with a, with a pipe going into the mouth hole. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it, some crazy dude in Denmark reenacted it. And stayed, and <laughs> stayed, so, some crazy Danish some, dude. It's a crazy Danish dude named Jack yeah. Husto Jr. He reenacted. He put on a suit of armor and went underwater with, with a tube going into the mouth hole. Okay? How this works. It's a suit of armor. The tube goes mm. goes to it like three bellows. Okay, okay. Uh, how to how to describe a bellow? You ever do a stomp rocket where you jump and the rocket uh, on a pad and the rocket flies up? It's basically mm-hmm. th- basically that. Mm-hmm. Three dudes are working the bellows in in synchrony so that you never don't have air going down there. And because the air is always going into the pipe, it pushes the water out of the like the helmet. It's it's a phenomenon. Uh-huh. The dudes like working the bellows like they die of like exhaustion, right? Because they have to just mm-hmm. keep working it. And in in the in the example I saw, this dude used this and stayed underwater in a suit of armor with a pipe going into the mouth hole for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it actually <laughs> works. It's it's crazy. It's, um, if you need it to so like. Funny. It's so funny. It's a medieval. Uh-huh. It's so funny. It's medieval suit. So medieval. Uh-huh. We go to the ocean. It's like it's the so Americans funny. in their society. Is you pump? Is you pump? And I go down. <laughs> oh, capitalism. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, oh, so funny. funny. The Americans so funny. <laughs> All right, um, Adam. What is your Fermi paradox for something unexplainable? Well, you're skipping my nudibranch penis, and right. I really don't appreciate it. No, it's not appreciated at all. My nudibranch penis award for best tool is the hourglass. Okay. It's one of the first methods of, of measuring the passage of time. So how they were doing it beforehand was with water. But water is not good because water flows faster depending on how much you have in the top. They were using a tool called a clepsidra or water clock. But it didn't actually measure time that well because, like I was saying, water flows faster when there's more volume of it in the top of the hourglass thing. So some genius figured out that sand, number one, does not freeze and number two does not speed up depending on the pressure from the top, and it's also very cheap. So, for example, when Ferdinand Magellan sailed around the globe, he had 18 different hourglasses on his ship wow. to track different times in different areas, and there was a cabin boy. I don't know what else to call him. Cabin, 
a cabin juvenile, just responsible for flipping the hourglasses uh, in the navigation room. When was the trial between him and the cabin boy about the touching that went on? <laughs> well, there's no Are you trial telling me that then? no it's one on the like ship touched part the... Are you telling me that there was no, no one touched the cabin boy? Because that's some bullshit. What are you talking about? Of Ca- course, you touched the cabin boy. gets touched, job. right? That's why he's there. You, you're there to clean up. Also, the Flip crew... the hourglasses. Flip, flip and the hourglasses. Flip, flip also, the other things. Also, the yeah. crew is... Some of them are going to touch you. It's okay. It's a rite of passage. Uh, dad in my book in my book dad being a cat he put me as a cabin boy where others would touch me and my resilience grew dad open (laughs) my fermi paradox noah for something unexplainable (laughs) is something called greek fire which is you know wildfire in game of thrones there's actually something that exists that does a similar thing that when it touches water it explodes it's not green but it has some sort of chemical makeup used by the Byzantine Empire, and they used it against Arab sieges in the region. Region They used it out of pressurized nozzles, so they it's kind of like a dragon hose that projected the fire onto the surface of the water, and the water somehow explodes. Wait, I don't really what? know how so, it works. So this, it, like, it reacts with water and like actually explodes? Yes. So that's why it's something unexplainable, because this? I have no idea how this? it works. The Byzantine Empire. The evidence for this being a thing is ceramic. They found ceramic. They archaeologists found ceramic grenades filled with the substance of Greek fire. Also, there's many paintings depicting fire being shot out onto the water and the water exploding with flames. So this would just destroy ships. So yeah. So my firm paradox is I have no idea how that would work. How would how do you get water to ignite flame? It doesn't seem like it makes sense, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. That was yeah. a real thing. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, apparently. My Fermi, Fermi Paradox for something unexplainable. Uh, again, a, another manuscript written in 1459. Um, it depicts a one-on-one battle, except this one-on-one battle is very different. It's between a man and a woman, okay? But here's how it works. Imagine the octagon, the UFC octagon. There is a hole in the ground, okay? The mm-hmm. man gets into the hole, so only his waist mm-hmm. is – he's only out of the hole with his waist. So it's obviously a handicap for him. He's only out of the hole with his waist. He gets a sword. Mm-hmm. All right? The woman, she doesn't have to go in a hole, but she gets she gets a pillowcase with a rock in it, basically. And yep. mm-hmm. that is the fight. It is a one-on-one fight between a man and a woman. The hole is supposed to be the handicap for the man. And we, they have, we have no idea. There's lots of depictions of this, and we have no idea why it happened or... Or, yeah, what it was solving. Was it solving a divorce? Was it solving a domestic dispute? We don't know. But what we do know is that a lot of times married couples fought in the in these duels that could sometimes be fought to the death. So, Adam, you just went real estate shopping with your significant mm-hmm. other. If you mm-hmm. guys got in a huge mm-hmm. argument, you would go in the pit. She would be standing up with the pillowcase with a rock in it, and you would fight. I, I just don't think I would do very well in the pit against her with a with a rock and a pillowcase. Right. Well, that's what's well, supposed to even yeah. it out. D- it doesn't. Some sound say very it was sexist. <laughs> Feminists <laughs> didn't like the hole. They wanted to go. They wanted to go at it one on one. So one on one. So anyway, um, there were even masters that were like that would teach specific fighting techniques for this fight. So let's say that you had a fight with your wife coming up. You would you would go to the master and learn about fighting in a pit. Right? How you can best defend against the pillow and the rock. People would give courses on this. So I've actually I've seen this happen because I'm super woke and I'm from the Bay. I went to Burning Man and there's the Thunderdome 
equivalent at Burning Man. And we while we were hanging on the cage, on the top of the cage, and we were looking out. We were, we we're on acid. And we were watching this husband and wife beat the shit out of each other. Just punching, kicking. This is a true story. Kicking. This is a true story. That, that is a true story. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So it was wild. You it was were, wild. You but were, mm-hmm. were they the kind of, you know, did they, did you feel like they were like a normal husband and wife, like during not at the burn, or were they kind of burny burn? Burn, burn right. People. It's a pretty normal husband and wife thing for them to fight in a Thunderdome by beating each other up. I don't think that relationship That's what I lasted thought. very long. I've actually taken that and brought that into my personal life, and mm-hmm. we're just fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Fighting. But I bet this, this <laughs> what you're mentioning, this thing, was for <laughs> domestic disputes. It had. It, right? It, it, it had to be, because married couples are... Married mm-hmm. couples used it. It had to be for... But, like, why would they... Why wouldn't they figure it out? I, why would they need to literally fight with a sword? Like, you could... They were maiming each other. Really, really, mm-hmm. really hurting each other. Yeah, there's you know there the, was one technique where the pit guy he you got to grab so I guess you got to grab the woman's legs and yank her down into the pit because then essentially mm. essentially but, she's lost like, her you advantage. Don't wanna, you don't want to what do you when does it end? You don't want to kill your wife. Or sometimes husband, they right? did. No, sometimes these disputes disputes did end in that. So it'd also be wow. maybe for property rights between a man mm-hmm. and a woman, and they're like, well, we're gonna have you duel, but we're gonna make it we're gonna make it fair. Yeah, there's been some times when Debbie and I have thought about dueling. It's crossed, you know, it's crossed my mind. Should we duel? Right. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's the pictures have been crazy. All right, Adam, the Bobby Fisher Award for biggest douche. What is your Bobby Fisher mm-hmm. Award? Yeah, I just want to talk briefly about how Jews, Jews in general, were treated during this time. I don't have a, a Bobby Fisher person, but it wasn't a good time for us. Okay. The Crusaders blamed Jews for crucifying Jesus, so they killed a bunch of us. The Spanish Inquisition happened. They pushed Jews out of Spain. Portugal, Jews lived in the Jewish quarter with Muslims. We lived in this very small part. France, they didn't like Jews either. There's really nowhere for us to go. Um, I thought this was interesting that historians of medieval Judaism, they say that in Jewish history, they de- Jews define themselves by their interactions with the others. And they said, and that, I think that's amazing to think about. We literally, as Jews, we define ourselves by our interactions with the goyim. I just thought that was fascinating to think about. Our Gentile brothers you and know, sisters wh- that we love. Right. What, what other ethnicity defines themselves with their interactions with the, with the majority like that? I think that's kind of cool. Who said that? You know, we, a historian said that about Jewish people? Yeah, because in medieval history, like synagogues in Christian dominated lands are sometimes they're drab on the exterior, but they're very ornate, just like a church on the inside. Or synagogues in Muslim lands often have domes. You know how how a Muslim temples have yeah. domes on them. Yeah. Synagogues also in Muslim areas have domes on them as well. So it, it's interesting that we adopt we have to adopt the culture wherever we're in, but they still don't like us. That's. I don't really have a point. I just thought it was cool to think about. We define ourselves by interactions with the other. That's how Jews define themselves. That's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you wish you had yeah. a smarter partner. Sometimes you wish you had someone to engage yeah. with you. Someone, you know someone I mean? to play off. I you know, really I want, want you talk, to pick like, up the I thread talk, and just I run with it. I want to talk about yeah. poop. I want to talk about yeah, like, who men and women fighting from a each castle. other. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to talk about like meta medieval mm-hmm. Jewish meta thought. You know what I mean? And your partner can't meet you there. Yeah, right. It's okay. You know, you are what you are. This podcast is what it is. Sometimes <laughs> I try to elevate it, but then I realize that we just want to talk about poop on the walls of a castle. <laughs> My book, Dad, coming out. <laughs> yeah. How Dad giving me up made yeah. me. Made me. <laughs> dad not being a dad made me. 
into who I am. What's your what is your Bobby Fisher? My Bobby Fisher award is um, men's fashion at the time. Okay, so fashion was a really important way of displaying that you weren't super poor, as it is right now. As Adam wears an untucked shirt, and I wear things right. that I used to wear seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a statement. Yeah, it's a statement. One fashion trend was long pointed shoes. Did you see this? Mm. I guess it was a big thing for men. The longer the shoe you had, the greater the wealth of the wearer. Kind of like red country and trucks. The bigger truck mm-hmm. you have, the exactly. more the more wealthy that you are, right? So mm-hmm. these shoes were ridiculously big. A US size 10 shoe is actually about 10 inches long. A medieval shoe could be as long as 20 inches with the extended toe. It was so stupid, the toes, that there are, there, there are documents of at the Battle of Sempak, when the soldiers had to run away, they were not able to run away effectively, and one of the reasons was because of their massive toes of their shoe. <laughs> so people literally died just to have big, big toes in their shoe. Um, men would also wear very, very short skirts, which would show off their nice legs. Um, mm-hmm. And this trend was followed by what is known as a cod piece, which is a little thing that it, which is something that attaches to the inside right over the penis that helps you look well endowed. So yeah, long, well, I get the I get the cod piece, of course. I totally get I totally get the cod piece. So the biggest douche is someone someone that you would see people the douches back in the day they'd have long toes, short skirts, and a big thing on the penis. I, I think shoe, shoes in general are a big deal, right? Just having a shoe at all would is having that, a shoe at all great. is probably really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably you're probably doing really well if you got a shoe. <laughs> oh, look at those! Look at that shoe! He's got some shoes. That dude has a twenty-five inch <laughs> toe. Oh my god! Look at that toe. Um. <laughs> uh, no, the tongue eating louse award for something gross. I'm gonna start. Okay. Remember when I said that people in the Middle Ages were not as brutal as we thought they were? I do. I'm now gonna I'm now gonna talk about something called the rack. Talk about the rack. Okay. Guy, you could probably guess what the rack is. The rack, just like in the movie Princess Bride, is where the victim is stretched out on a board oh until their limbs God. are dislocated right. and they die. Okay. There's one that exists in the Tower of London. Oh, that you can still see. You can still see How the do rack. you get put on the rack? You get, what do you mean? You get strapped Jew, down to Just it. being a Jew. Oh, for sure. Yeah, being Jews, a Jew is yeah, awful. Being a Jew is, you're, you're already close to rack. You're already you're close like to rack. Right you you to were rack born close to rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my tongue eating louse is that people used to hang, because the latrine smelled so absolutely bad, that they, they had a big problem where they had mites, like biting mites in all of their clothes. Okay? So that so this is gross on three levels. Ready? They used to hang the clothes that had all these mites in it in the latrines, which, and I'm going to go into the three. It's gross, number one, because the, the latrines smelled so bad that the mites would leave the clothes. Okay, so that's gross mm-hmm. as number one. Number two, it's gross that there were just mites biting mites in their clothes. And number mm-hmm. three, my favorite, is that people would then wear the clothes that, were, that maybe didn't have mites on them but smelled of poo. And they would just wear it around. They're like, this is awesome. This smells bad, but there's no mites in here. <laughs> so it's gross. I like you don't trust it. There's gross. no mites. You can't trust it. It's yeah. a three-level gross <laughs> for me. Adam, give out the official award for someone that is the most Jewish. 
Yes, the Meigenfeld's Fish Award, Noah, is because Jews were not able to own any land in medieval times because they didn't like Jews very much. Jews became moneylenders, bankers, and traders. And that's what we became successful at. And I just think that, you know, Jews do that very often. Just like when Jews arrived in New York and they weren't, they, us, were not allowed to become trial lawyers. So instead, Jews became lawsuit lawyers. And it turns out there's actually a ton of money in suing people, which actually leads to more anti-Semitism as it did back then when the Jews become successful at the thing that nobody wanted to do. Wow. Very, very good. Very good. Good sash. I like that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> that was good. That's interesting. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. More poop. Back to no, the no, shit. No. I liked your sex. Yeah. Like, like I, I pick it up. Here's pick the up the thread. I liked and your, let's go. Listen, listen. Yeah. I liked your section. I just thought it was succinct and good. And there's just there's nothing more that needed to be said. It was fantastic. Okay. You know what I mean? You want mm-hmm. a partner, right? Yeah. You want someone to we pick need a, up. Son, we're looking for Butch a third. Cassidy. It's not Butch Cassidy and the blank. It's Butch Cassidy yeah. and the Sundance Kid, right? Where would Butch be without uh, yeah. Sundance? Where would Sundance be I feel without like, Butch? I feel like it's Butch, Butch Cassidy and his dog. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's our show. and the dog. And the dog. Right, not right. like a partner that is at my <laughs> level, right? right? <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the dog that's covered in fleas. Steph Curry <laughs> and Clay Thompson. On a, not Steph yeah, Curry right. and, and <laughs> blank. <laughs> right, right. My, my yeah. for official word for something is most Jewish. Um, you'll like this okay, again. I love your section is about is is about like I loved you, I loved yours and listen to what mine's about. The court jester of Henry the Second, okay, was known as Roland the Farter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. We're back. <laughs> Listeners, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm here mm. for you. The court jester of Henry the Second was known as Roland the Farter. Okay, at King. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. King I am a simple man. I'm a simple, I'm a simple man. When okay. I see a fart, it's when I when I hear when I just fart talk. King I love Henry, it. he had famous Christmas parties. Okay, they were famous because he was known to break <laughs> Roland out. At, he was like, Roland, let's, it's the <laughs> oh, big no. time of the year. Oh, let's no. go. You're Roland. coming out at the Christmas party, okay? And he would yep. let Roland go at it. <laughs> and, and apparently, oh, my the God. guests absolutely loved it. They had lost it, right? So, because like, I guess Roland's yeah. trick was he would jump, he would jump, he would jump up, he would whistle, and then he would fart in that shut order. The fuck up. I guess, yeah, shut the stop. No, it. Shut up! No, you stop it. Stop. Stop I swear it. to God, he would Roland would jump <laughs> up, whistle. That was his trick: no, was to no, jump, no. <laughs> jump up, whistle, and then fart. And that's why the guests were just like, "This dude, he's got it right." <laughs> oh, so, whistle, <laughs> whistle, guys, guys! What I'm going fuck? to Henry's Christmas party. <laughs> And that crazy Roland is gonna be there yeah. farting. Do you think the they time. were more impressed by the by the whistling or the farting? They're like, "What is that sound coming out of his mouth?" As a whistle, I holy think shit! Was, I think it was he like a fart. It was a performance fart. It was like you know what I mean. He would just fart. He would call attention to himself and then like rip it. <laughs> no, it's like he jumps up. And he's like da 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 da. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And like, like, guests were like, "Oh my god, he's so what a clever commentary! What a clever <laughs> commentary it. on the Every, times." I love it. Every time I try to elevate this podcast, <laughs> I we, we get to right back. We, you get we get to start talking about whistle <laughs> whistle farts. Rolling the farter, <laughs> baby. Roll Thank you, Rolling. All right. Hi, also, yeah. uh, I, I I found this. <laughs> you know that the oldest joke in the world it's it was found recorded in 1900 BC. It is literally a fart joke. It is a joke about is farts. It? It's something about like 
you know, wouldn't let, joke. like, it's, it's really, How is that? How, wait, 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 wait. That is not the oldest joke. No, it, <laughs> you it, don't it think is that the anyone old, no, else no, made idiot, a joke. No, you idiot. No. Okay, this is something that I have a lot of expertise oh in. It's the oldest recorded joke is a fart joke. It's from 1900 BC. It's the oldest one that's recorded. So people, people <laughs> thought in 900 BC that it was funny to fart, and people now think, not as many people as I would like, think that it is funny to fart. Farting has always been funny. It's funny across <laughs> generations, funny across Wait, borders. what is the joke? What is the joke? It's something about, like, you wouldn't let a young woman... It's very, very odd, okay? <laughs> guess, guess what? It's weird. It's, not, it's like you wouldn't let a young woman sit in your lap if she farted. Or something like that. Like, even if what? you had, like, a pretty woman, it doesn't matter if she farted on you. I don't... Do you actually think that this is the first joke, like, in it, the history no, of you, life? No, you moron. It's the <laughs> oldest recorded joke that we found. The oldest recorded joke from 1900 BC. There's a fucking caveman, Adam, that just did a drawing of a stick figure and a cloud behind him. This is great. This is great. When we when we stop doing this podcast, you're going to have a new podcast called The History Oldest Jokes with Noah, a.k.a. Basically, Barry McCockiner. When we, when, we, yeah. when, we split, when we split up uh, jokes through time. My podcast will be about farting, farting through time, and yours will be about the Jewish, like, the Jewish way or something about Judaism. The, the history ages. of an- anti-Semitism in Europe in the, <laughs> yeah. in the late medieval okay. ages. All right, but all you got to know is that if you just t- I'm telling you, I just got Henry's invitation, and fucking Roland's gonna be there, and I'm definitely going. Whistle! <laughs> oh, he's oh, Roland's he's whistling. Oh, oh, oh he's jumping. jumping. Oh, it's like, oh, oh Roland. Part. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. Adam, the Owen Wilson Award, Owen Wilson and Anaconda Award. For depiction of this in a movie, what do you have for us? Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. I don't even. I just completely forgot that on my outline. What do you have? Okay, so I have this. This is from Adam. Before you play this, let me just tell the people. This mm-hmm. is. It's one of the greatest speeches in a movie. It is not as good as some of the Pacific Rim speeches, whereas you know the number one, "Don't touch me," two, "Don't touch me," and also you know, also we're canceling the apocalypse. Those are probably the best. But this one's really, really good. It's in A Knight's Tale. He's introducing... It's basically... It's before Jousting Tournament, and he's introducing the knight to come up. Okay, Adam, so Adam, play it at minute two. Play it for the people. Can I just tell... A, a quick personal story of A Knight's Tale is that me and two other friends, we used to watch A Knight's Tale every single Sunday in high school. So I've probably seen this movie a hundred times and used to know this speech by heart. Let's get to number two. You want to play the whole thing? Play it, play it for minute two. Give him the whole speech. What's great is that I contacted Columbia Pictures and we have all the rights for it. <laughs> that is Yeah, so I totally good. I talked to them. It's so good. It's yep. awesome. I am playing it currently. All I don't right. know why it's you know what? Not, Fuck let, it. Me, let me we're, try to we're gonna move on. Let me try to, lo- me try to load it up again. <laughs> it's a little too much for Riverside here. It is oh, let's try it one more time. All right, it's not going. All right, fuck All it. Right, too but bad. Anyway, guys, <laughs> if, if, yeah. if you just go on YouTube, search Knight's Tale speech. Oh, it's such a good speech. I can't believe you can't load it. That's mm. that's a fucking bummer. Whatever. Yep. It's not me, right? It's the Millennium Falcon. Ah, right? it's the- oh, we're <laughs> yeah, gonna move fuck on. It. All right, so oh, let's move on. Our newest section that we just added is the No Sex Award because mm-hmm. sex rates now are lower than they've ever been, and is the No Sex Award for something modern. Okay, Adam, mm-hmm. what do you have? For us, for the no sex award, because I guess not having sex is modern at this moment. No, no. Uh, apparently, the Black Death did not originate in China as was previously thought. So the original China virus, it actually originated in Kyrgyzstan. 
carvings were found in archaeological sites that date back to the 1300s. And they compared DNA uh, organic samples on or near the the tablet, which they found. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> and they traced it back to the strain of the Black Death. <laughs> and, th- and thank you. And, and, and now, Very what cool. is what is your nose? And now, William the farter. And now, William the farter. And now, William the farter. Go ahead. Mine's, mine, mine's not bad. Um, the inventions we still use today that were invented back in the medieval times, paper money, the mechanical clock, windmills, whistle farts, gunpowder, farting yep. as, as a form of Wh- humor. Whistle. All invented no. back jumping, in, <laughs> jumping, jumping, whistling, and then whistling. farting. Just that kind of technique <laughs> was invented all yep. in the medieval ages So and is now we still use today. Um, Adam, and coffee. You met, did you mention coffee? No, I didn't. Good. Good one. Okay. Coffee. The late medieval periods came over from Africa. From from Arab states, it made a huge difference because, like I was saying, everybody in England was basically just drunk because they couldn't drink the water. So coffee really helped them straighten up and start inventing things. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, the Christian Pulisic Award for how this relates, yep. to, relates to the best U.S. men's soccer player at the time, Christian Pulisic. How does this relate to Christian Pulisic? Um, like you mentioned earlier, my Christian Pulisic Award goes to Mob football, otherwise known as medieval football, which you already mentioned, which is where <clears throat> masses, literally mobs of people, would just try to get a ball from one one part of town to the other. Uh, people died. They play with a pig bladder. It is one of the most medieval things you could possibly think about. I feel that Christian Pulisic, he looks like playing in the English Premier League to him is kind of medieval football, <laughs> and that he yeah. might need to move to like the Italian or the Spanish league, which is a little bit, it's a little more. A little less rough for him. A little less medieval football. That's our release him. Yeah. Okay. Open kimono. Let's do one more musical break. <clears throat> and then after that, Noah, it'll be time for the open kimono. Let's see if the music will load. Yeah. It's classic. <laughs> this is this is great. This is really I really it. love it. Let's just do it. Let's so, do it. Okay, let's go to come I really appreciate, really appreciate that none of my software is working. That's fantastic. All right, no, this is the open come on no, where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic <laughs> and leave nothing to the imagination, Noah. Okay. So what is your open kimono? Guys, two books coming out that I really recommend. Okay. Number one, <laughs> Dad. William. Right, Willie. Yeah. Dad. Just Sir by William Willie, Marshall. Just by Sir yeah. Willie. Sir Willie. Dad. <laughs> About how dads, dads really thought out training regime. It's just one <laughs> sentence giving me up when I was six. Maybe the man that I was today. Number two, yeah. my podcast flashes <laughs> through the ages comes out on Spotify. Yeah. Please listen to it. I, I really yeah. appreciate your review, Adam. What, what's mm. yours? Um, my open <laughs> is <laughs> I can't yeah, believe yeah. there's a guy. Not only, not only did he, yeah, yeah, could yeah. he just like fart? So Farting good. isn't just isn't so, enough so even back good. then. His no. whole is like you no. have to put on a act, right? You have to well, put on a performance. And as a performer, you need to innovate. And he said, you know what? Dude. I'm not just gonna fart. I'm gonna jump on <laughs> tables, whist, jump, land, Dude, whistle. You have to be able to deliver <laughs> a joke. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like, you, it takes a long oh time God. to be able to deliver a joke. Wait. You don't just say the joke. You, <laughs> it's about delivery, too. It's about delivery. Are you telling me that if during, like, the, the White House press correspondence dinner, if Joe Biden wasn't, didn't say, okay, everyone, thanks for coming. Here's Roland. Whistle. <laughs> whistle fart. Everybody, oh. everybody, thanks for coming. And here's Roland. Everybody. 
Here's my climate change plan. Just kidding. Here's Roland. <laughs> I think you know, I think right? you have higher approval ratings. <laughs> Probably. He currently no. does right now. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations for us? Yes. So I what I already said, um, somehow – because there's so much diarrhea content out there, the problem is that good content, like David, they've buried him. If you wonder, like, where is David Attenborough? Why is it? Why is this stuff not not come out on Netflix? He is doing stuff. It's just coming out on Apple TV. Somehow it got stuck in the Apple TV, and no one. It's literally crazy that this dude can make these amazing documentaries, and there you can't find them. It's so nuts. It's on. It's on Apple TV. It's called Dynasties One and Two. It's fantastic. It's my favorite documentaries of his because it follows one creature the whole time. It's basically about them surviving. You learn a lot. It's incredible. Watch both seasons on Apple TV. That's where that's where they bury David is at is is Apple TV because <laughs> Netflix is like Netflix is like this is not shit enough. This mm-hmm. is too. This is not poo. <clears throat> Adam, mm-hmm. your recommendation for the people. Um. So, so you know how sometimes you are reading and you're watching or you're playing things that have to do with the same time period. For some reason, I am doing that with medieval times right now. I'm reading a medieval book. I'm playing a medieval game. I'm doing a medieval podcast. So I'm all up in the medieval stuff. One thing I want to recommend is a book called Between Two Fires. It's written by, what's his name? The same guy who wrote Christopher Buellman. He wrote a really cool book that we read called The Black Tongue Thief. And I've been going through his other earlier books. And this one called Between Two Fires is an epic tale of medieval times. It's like medieval horror-ish, but it's also an adventure. It's very cool. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome book. He's a great writer. Give it, give it a look-see. You might like it. Shout out to Sarah and all of her boyfriends. Indeed. Hopefully, she, hopefully they can add on to the whistling and the farting. Maybe they do a, how about a clap, clap, jump, Whoa. whistle, fart. I heard yeah. the new jester does a clap, What if Sarah jump, brought her boyfriend... Fart? Brought her boyfriend for Thanksgiving, and the first thing he did was like, "Hey guys, clap, jump, well, whistle, and that, fart." I think that at least one of us that would get at least one of us going, right? So that would that'd be <laughs> half the equation. It'd be a, it'd be a statement. It'd be a statement. <laughs> um, you can find you can find us at Instagram at dude underscore nature. Go to dudenature dot com to our website and check it out. Send us an email at Noah at Noah. Send us an email at Noah at DoNature.com or Adam at DoNature.com and we'll get back to you. If you like the podcast, if this is not your first time listening, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast. Helps us keep doing this. Noah? Ladies and gentlemen, we love you so much. Thank you very much for coming, for spending time with us, for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great week. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.